0: Thoughts on the blonde? I like it. Do you? It's fresh. It's fresh. I like it when it's just done. But I've been a blonde for so long and the
1: maintenance was so low. Yeah. This is like, I got to go every couple of weeks. Yeah. I'm fucked if balayage goes out of trend because Uh, balayage is the best low maintenance hair that ever existed. I think it's already heading out. No. It can't be on the out. I think it's heading out.
0: No. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. I've really committed to this like platinum life.
1: Yeah, don't know about the platinum life. Look, I, it looks good, yeah. but it can look shit instantly, yeah. overnight. You wake up one morning and then you're like, yep, skunkhead. head. Well, There's my skunk seam down the middle of my head. Skunk seam? Yeah, do you remember our English teacher? <laughs> but she had black hair
0: with white coming through.
1: Yeah, skunk yeah. head.
0: Kind of boss, actually. Boss? Like Cruella vibes. But you just hated English.
1: <laughs> I did hate English.
0: So, hair. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Can I keep it up? Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Shall I work it? Go to the hairdresser. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know. What I'm
1: gonna do? You're definitely asking the wrong person because yes. we know how I am about beauty. Yeah. I've been trying to get my nails done for about four and a half months.
0: Have I done it? No. <laughs> I mean, darling, I love you, but this is like peak slob today. I
1: know. Um, should we do the podcast now? Oh, if we have to. A one, a two. We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids, we don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time for This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, aka Gemma Peanut on the gram, along with my co-host Kate Rev Z Z Z, z-, 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 z-
0: <laughs> couple of coffees, deep. Yes you are, yes you are. As are you. As
1: am I, as am I. I'm glad I picked one up for you. Thank you. Because you had the worst night of the month. Look, it's been six nights of hell. Six. Six in a row. Oofed. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with my little ones. So the other night, Iggy just straight out refused to eat dinner. Uh-huh. You know, like legit just no. So I, I did that thing where I was like, all right, no dinner. Straight to bed <laughs> thing. And boy, did that backfire. Because 11 p.m. was screaming. I resettled him. 1 a.m. screaming. I oh. resettled him. 3 a.m. I went, right, it's because you didn't eat dinner. So I made him peanut butter on toast. Okay. At and 3 a.m. At 3 a.m. Just picture <sighs> me. Feeding my 17-month-old at 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, I can picture it because I've done it. And what about Rafa? What's she doing? She's night creeping. Uh. Last night she was up at 1 a.m. She snuck into my bed. Oh. Yeah. Like
0: you woke up and she was there?
1: Yeah. Oh, it's kind of cute.
0: Yeah. I it's don't a, hate it when that happens. No,
1: I don't know. I don't love it, but I keep trying to do the whole... The days are long, but the years are short. Fuck that shit! <laughs> Fuck that shit!
0: What you can zoom out and feel the year? No, you're in the day. It's fucking shit. It sucks. Why do you feel the need to always be grateful? <laughs> Don't tell me.
1: Because what's the alternative? Yeah, I guess feeling ungrateful. I guess. Yeah. It really keeps me in check. Okay. It does. Like I know it's obnoxious. Yes. And it's <laughs> offensive to your angry self in the moment to be like be grateful you get to have a child jump into your bed and all that but it genuinely helps me because when I used to work in a bar remember (laughs) our bar days remember our pub days pouring beers all that stuff running the pokies machines and then I got an acting job which was a game changer and I was like oh my god I've seen the light like this is me using my creativity (laughs) and then that acting job ending and then I was back in the bar pouring beers again feeling like what am I doing with my life Mm -hmm. look if you are if hospitality is in your dna and you love that shit? More power to you! But for me, wasn't my jam. So, what was my point? Let me think about this. <laughs> I was this. gonna say you took a real turn Damn there. If hospitality is your thing, we started on sleep. Oh, that's right. So I always remember when I had a long-term acting job when I worked on Neighbours, because like any job, there's always shit days and hard days. Yeah. And I remember setting my alarm for 4 a.m. for like the umpteenth time, working on Neighbours to be on set by five in the morning, and being like. I Fucking hate well and I'm an early bird, but yeah. that's offensive. Yeah. Four AM. And that's then still I- the night. It is And then I would say to myself Oh you could be pouring beers Gem And then I'd be like No this is what you want to do I think it's in our nature as humans To to forget how badly we wanted what we currently have Mm. It's such a sickness of Mm. the human condition Where we reach a certain place in life And then we just very quickly want to shit on it
0: Well I'm a fan of like rolling around in the shit For like a good hour And then being like move on Rebound Bounce back Yeah But yeah I think yours sounds healthier way healthier
1: i don't know yours also sounds healthy it's like get it out there be angry pissed off at the situation and then just like move on just label the feeling you know and then practice
0: gratitude (laughs) i've talked about this before but my sister inherently practices gratitude it's like her personality it's amazing she doesn't have to work on it she doesn't have to try she's just inherently grateful but i think somehow my daughter has also inherited that trait Oh, she's winning. I'm so excited about it. It's such a great trait that will set you up for a happy life.
1: But I feel like you're a glass half full kind of gal. Look, I can
0: spin anything positively. Yes, you can. I can sell anything to myself. Yep. I'm the OG hype girl.
1: Yep. And And delusions of grandeur sometimes. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) Delusions
0: of grandeur? Straight to the guts. No, not delusions of grandeur. (laughs) But uh, I'm trying this new thing where I just see things how they are, not how I want them to be. this is a new thing for me and how's that going for you yeah look it's a it's a shift it's a shift but I feel like it's a good authentic honest way forward in my life you know great
1: yeah more power to you
0: but Isla is so grateful for everything like the other day we were down at the lake and we were like looking at ducks and we we're just sitting there just the two of us having a chat and then we went back to the park or whatever and then like an hour later she said "Mummy, I really liked the lake today with you And I was just like, how how, are you 75 years
1: old to have that recall? And, you know, I don't know. She just warms my heart. I hope she never loses that because that is such a beautiful trait. I know. But I think
0: like my sister, I think it's a personality. I don't think it's a thing that she's like cultivated. I
1: just think it's her. See, I think my husband has cultivated it. Yes. So it's possible. It is possible. So hubs. My husband is the most gratitude-rich person you've ever met. He is all about lifestyle is the new rich, what makes us happy. But I can almost pinpoint the moment... That it landed wow. and changed for him. Now, if you've been a longtime DL of the podcast, you will know that My Hubs is a surfaholic and it is also a point of contention in our marriage because it's a husband hobby that just seems to consume hours upon hours of our week while I'm like, hey, what about my hobby that I don't have? Still searching <laughs> for it. But he used to live in Boston for three and a half years and New York for three years. Nowhere near the surf. Yeah. So for six and a half years, he didn't hit the beach. He wasn't surfing. He wasn't ocean worshipping like he does now daily. And he was fine. But when he moved back to Australia, and Rebs, you know I'm big about this. Australia is, it's a cliche, but it's fucking paradise. It like, is. we are so fucking lucky to live in Australia like if you're born into this country you're lucky if you immigrate here you appreciate all of its beauties and spoils so because Hub spent six and a half years away from Australia the second we moved back it was like he was seeing the world in technicolor Mm. for the first time like every single day he's like oh Look at the sky. Look at the ocean. How We're so lucky. I only need one light jacket. <laughs> Who needs shoes? Yeah. <laughs> he always says, like, surfing is his religion. It's true. It centres him. And I just, I don't know. Like, I know we're harping on about practicing gratitude and all that stuff, which is very off-brand for us, to be honest. Very. <laughs> Where's Whinge FM? Bring well, those bring bitches that back. back. <laughs> That's the key
0: to happiness. It totally is. Well, I think every. I mean... <laughs> Sorry, I love it when we arrive at an idea that's been out there for a really long time. Lots of people have said that's been on many channels, many books have been written about it, but we arrive at it. And so now it's gospel. (laughs) Guys, practicing gratitude is the key to happiness. We just coined it. We'll await our book offer.
1: (laughs) If you want to hear basic, unprofound points about life. (laughs)
0: Seriously, though, it's a great reminder to attempt a genuine gratitude practice.
1: I think I'm going to try it for the week. I'm going to just give myself seven days, give it a bash, see how I feel. There's the key word. You said it. Practice. Practice. It's ongoing. Yeah. In the same way that creativity, I'm a big believer in this, requires discipline. Mm -hmm. Your creativity is going to burn out and it's your job to find ways to spark recreation, rebirth of ideas. Yes. When creatives say, oh, I've hit a roadblock or I'm feeling blah, I'm like, well, then change your situation.
0: Sit down and do it, motherfuckers. Yeah,
1: do the work.
0: Yeah, I like driving for that. Driving on my own with the music (sighs) blaring. That's where it happens. And I don't have a car right now, so creativity stores are low. Oh, dear. (laughs) I bought the fancy AirPods, the the noise cancelling ones. Nice. What brand? apple oh okay (laughs) sorry i'm sorry i'm an apple whore like if they made toasters i'd have one do you know i just really like all the products my brother-in-law teases me about it because he's like oh apple they're a marketing company with a tech department and i'm like fine (laughs) (laughs) sign me up (laughs) worked for me but i have their noise cancelling airpods so i chuck them in both ears which is a whole new vibe for me and when i'm on the public transport just go into my own world on spotify or whatever
1: do you know what's underrated what a commute All right. (laughs) No, 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 no. Hear me out. From the person who doesn't commute? I miss it. (laughs) I crave it. Okay, talk it up. I do. I really do. I know it's going to sound obnoxious. As someone who works from home full time, I find it very hard to leave the house. Like I have to force myself out the door. My husband forces me out the door, but it's still not enough. Now, cut back to many years ago when I used to work on Neighbours, because I moved to Melbourne to work on the show. I was like, oh, my God, new city. I'm so excited. And Neighbours is shot, I'm going to probably cop a lot of flack for this, but in like the arse end of Nunna Wadding, <laughs> just wait for all the Nuna Wadding residents to like skate into our DMs. And, but because I was moving to Melbourne, I was like, I'm not going on this adventure to live in suburbia. No. So I moved to South Yarra in Melbourne, which is a really central suburb. And I commuted 50 minutes. Wow. To the studios and about an hour and 10 minutes home because I was often going home in peak hour traffic. And I Loved the commute. Yeah. It was my opportunity to catch up on podcasts or listen to an album from end to end. I know know that's a weird privilege, but it's something that I used to love doing. Like someone would drop an album. I loved working out why they ordered the songs the way they did. And there's something about track five that's always one of their hits. And I had this weird conspiracy about like track number five on every album is always one of the best songs. But now that I don't have that, I don't get that. Like, I can't even listen to our podcast.
0: I know. And it's when you work from home, especially if you're doing creative work, or maybe it's other work, I wouldn't know. I can't listen to music with everything I'm doing, if I'm editing, if I'm working on audio, if I'm working on something video, or if I'm designing even, I can't always have
1: music because I need my full brain on the task at hand. See, for me, if I'm copywriting, Mm -hmm. I need silence. silence. Like, I really need to hear my thoughts and there's a rhythm to writing, as you know. But if I'm editing photos, for example, but like, hang on, when you do like graphic design work... Yeah, if I'm
0: doing graphic design, if I'm laying out the magazine, if I'm doing... You know, photo editing that kind of thing the music is blaring or yeah. there's a podcast going or something I love that that's my favorite in fact sometimes I will prioritize that work because I know I can <laughs> smash out a podcast or listen to music at the same time and then I'm really putting off the thing where I need silence but then it's the end of the day and the thing you need silence for is usually the thing that you need all your brain capacity yeah. and you're like fuck I've got pickup in half an hour and I've really got to smash out this copy but yes I have a newfound love for my commute I really do fi- it's my me time yes yeah it really is yeah And it's underrated. My Spotify has never been more lit. All my albums have cool names, little emojis. They've all got a vibe. They've all got a theme. I know what mood I'm in, what playlist I need. I can reach for it really easily. It's great. I need to get back into music.
1: The only times I listen to music is when we have friends over. That's when I'm sort of like chucking. Or when my team come over to work at my house, chuck on a playlist. But if it's me time, it has to be a podcast. I can't just listen to an album anymore on my own. And that's kind of sad. But you can. But you know what's happened? What this is your relationship? What do you mean? Every relationship
0: has here we go coining a theory. Someone's really good at X, right? So the other person just stops doing that thing. So if someone's really good at cooking in the relationship, even if you could cook before, but you came together and the other person's a better cook, the better cook becomes the cook in the relationship, and mm-hmm. the person and you just stop cooking or whatever. So your husband's so good at music and playlists
1: that you. Well, just... he's not good at music. No. Clarify that. <laughs> Clarify that. <laughs> but he's good
0: at the mood and building a playlist. Yeah. and whatever you've been able to just stop yeah you're not wrong yeah you've like stepped back from that role in your life because he's feeling that role yeah I literally haven't picked a tv show to watch for 12 years I mean that makes sense or a movie I yeah. just like what are we watching cool it's all about the dynamic it's all about the dynamic within the relationship I wonder if it's like that in the family too like in our family if anyone's lost anything we put Isla on it and she's fine she's found it five <laughs> she's minutes. like
1: your beagle sniffer dog she's like a sniffer dog she can
0: find anything she's like oh yes I know what that
1: is <laughs> she'll go grab it so i wonder then with rafa and iggy one day if one of them is going to be in charge of like remembering to get mum a mother's day oh gift. yes and it'll be rafa yeah but that's so lame yeah, but it will
0: be and let's not bullshit ourselves it will totally be rafa and Iggy will be like oh is it mother's day can you chuck my name on the card <laughs>
1: <laughs> where does my appetite for podcasting come from because my hubs also has a podcast appetite
0: but we're not aligned no podcasts are private They're you don't so private. co-listen to a podcast do
1: you Well, people
0: do, I guess.
1: Do they? I don't know.
0: No. I like to, that's a me time thing. That's a earbuds in, I'm listening. It's my little moment with whoever I'm listening to.
1: But do you know how many DLs we've had skating to our DMs saying that they listen to, we don't have time for this with their significant other. And it's one of those things where their partner was like, I don't want to listen to this shit. And then they find themselves chuckling along. These must be new relationships
0: (laughs) (laughs) where the partner is trying to appease or do something to make the other person happy. It's so true. True.
1: So true. Okay, so you've gone six days without sleep. Yep.
0: What kind of hours are we talking?
1: Oh, I reckon over six days, I've probably averaged nine hours sleep. Like nine a night? I was going to oh, say wait, wait, that's wait. positively oh, sorry. lush. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you can tell you
0: haven't slept because you can't do maths.
1: Cumulative yeah, right. over six nights, I reckon. Oh. No, I reckon 12 hours. So two hours a night. Two hours a night? Yeah, of proper, that deep, deep oh, sleep. Oh, honey. Yeah, and then I infect my own brain with shit dreams. I must have been eating cheese. I've got to stop that. <laughs> yes, every time you eat cheese, you have funky dreams yeah i have cheese induced nightmares it's a real thing and i have to actively make a decision if i'm going to indulge in the brie or not because it's like i'm sentencing myself to a restless night of nightmares strap on in we're eating the brie okay. I you have nightmares in tassie we ate a lot of cheese i think in tassie i was just playing catch-ups yeah my body just went you haven't slept in three years and you're clinically dead <laughs> Exactly. Do you know what? Sometimes I have the most intense, vivid dreams that like my husband's cheated on me or something awful has happened to one of the kids. And every time I wake up, I struggle to shake it. And I say to my husband, babe, I had the most awful dream. And he's so unsympathetic. He's one of those people who's like, there's nothing worse than someone sharing a story about their dream. It's true. And every time I share a story about my dream where I force him to listen to it, he goes, that's amazing. It was a dream babe. Like it didn't happen. But then you did this and then you did I that. Know. And I felt like this and he's like, "Cool." He really doesn't care. He genuinely does not like zero fucks given. He's oh like, "Cool babe, God. it was a dream. Get over it." That's like, so logical. Yeah, but he is Mr. Logical. Yeah. He's Logical Larry. Oh my God.
0: Do you think dreams are a window into our soul, though? Do you think they really have meaning?
1: Yes, I do. You know, like, this is really dark, but I have two recurring nightmares about my children. One is drowning. Oh, God. I don't know. Like, since we moved into a house with a swimming pool, I can't stop having drowning dreams. And we've got a very well-protected pool area. But still, I don't know why. It just still preys on me. And when I was living in an apartment, I think seven floors up or something, I used to have nightmares of my children falling over the balcony.
0: That's just hypervigilance keeping you alert.
1: Yeah, but it just means I'm not getting any rest (laughs) on top of the rest that I'm already not getting with very wakeful children. And you had gnarly dreams last night. Can I tell you about it? Yeah. Or is this a... Oh, God, here we go. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) I'll keep it short. (laughs) But I had a nightmare where I was at a beautiful wedding watching the entire ceremony from the bride walking down the aisle to the exchange of rings to the big kiss. And then they walk back down the aisle and everyone's throwing the confetti. And one person goes, where's the photographer? And then I realized that I'm the photographer at this wedding and I did not shoot the entire ceremony. Oh, my God. I was bawling my eyes out. And in my head, I was like a rodent in a maze being like, how am I going to tell them? How am I going to explain this? Like, I'm not going to be able to deliver the ceremony part of their wedding like I've ruined their day and then I got myself so worked up and then I was like howling crying oh god yeah in my dream. Oh, baby, you're so tired. I'm so
0: tired. (laughs) Right, so that must be about you feeling you're dropping the ball or like you've missed something or there's something coming up that you're forgetting about or you've just got too much on. Again? I mean,
1: that's highly possible. Yes. I've got a few weddings coming up.
0: I also heard you planning another big project this morning.
1: I'm doing a full rebrand.
0: Yeah, I know. But like you just launched the hatchery and I... (laughs) You're like straight into another mammoth project. And I heard you speaking to your team, and you're like, okay, so I'm thinking October, then we're November, blah, blah. And I was like, here we fucking go.
1: And the other thing you didn't mention, Rebs, is before we record this episode, I was like, what's happening with the potty in 2022? Yeah, I
0: know. I know. We need
1: to strategize. We need to get our live shows going. (laughs) We need to hire some team members now to join our podcast family. No, I'm not fucked up. Do you know what? Being organized yes, yes. makes us efficient. By the way. <laughs> Here we go. Well, look, isn't this a good opportunity? We're looking to expand our podcast team. Oh, yeah, we are. We'll, we'll whack up a JD on the socials. What's a JD? A job description. Oh, J- I'm really bad with acronyms. Yeah, I'm like- really
0: bad with, like, um, jobs. <laughs>
1: Sorry. Did you just have a stroke?
0: (laughs) No, I worked for myself for like the majority of my career. I've only just in the last few years started working for other people. But
1: what do you mean I'm really bad at jobs? Like that is such a, (laughs) that's verbatim what you said. I'm really bad at jobs.
0: No, I mean like, like working in a structure of a company.
1: Don't you work in a business now?
0: Yes, yes. And I'm catching up, but like people drop acronyms and things all the time. And you're like, sorry, what's a KPI? Because you're always like, oh, you mean like the goals? you set for yourself or someone else sets for you that you have to hit
1: oh okay I'm just not
0: good at knowing about that stuff
1: we are now we're 31 eps 31 weeks in so we're six months in and basically doing eps on the side on the weekends and editing when we can at night and all this stuff and I said to revs right we need to get this into our calendars yeah we need to have actual committed weekly recording days instead of hey can you record this night no but i can do this morning at 7 a.m on a saturday like we don't have kids doing saturday sport yet why the fuck are we waking up at sparrows to record in awkward hours we don't have time for this but we're gonna make time next year all right so if you're
0: like some (laughs) i love how this turned into a total like seek.com.au ad (laughs) But seriously, if you're in like a sales PR marketing, you know, slide on in. No,
1: do a better sales pitch than that. That was I will
0: when I can think about it, okay? Right okay. now, I'm jamming with my bestie on the mic. I'm jamming with my bestie on the mic. I'm jamming with my bestie on the mic. I'm not writing job descriptions. I'll do that
1: at 9.30 p.m. in my bed. Okay, but there are two <laughs> roles up for grabs that okay. we're looking to fill. Yeah. One is in sales, yeah. PR, marketing, and the other is in podcast editing and graphic design. Oh, no, not graphic design. That's your job. That's my um, fucking job. Step out. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but we are looking for an editor because... Yeah, just
0: a digital whiz.
1: A digital whiz. Yeah.
0: Okay. We did
1: not plan this. No. I (laughs) mean now
0: we've done an ad for a job. Hold on. Two jobs.
1: Do we ever plan anything? Like don't (laughs) say the problem. Don't say that. This is the problem. Like we plan our weekly episodes (laughs) because that is utter bullshit. Like we literally sit at the mic and go What are we gonna talk about? I know. Do you know what my goals for twenty twenty two is? What? Is to have some outline every week of what direction but we're gonna go. We might lose the
0: magic. This is getting too meta. No one wants to listen to the how the sausage is made. Can we get back to talking about, you know, our shitty kids sleep?
1: All right. <laughs> how are your kids sleeping at the moment?
0: <laughs> um, fine, thank you. But you know, there's a full moon coming up, so Teddy will werewolf out any minute now. Look, we've had a couple of a couple of good nights. Uh so I think we're due. We're due a everyone in the bed. Fun. So what are you going to, you can't really do anything about yours because they can sleep. So you just got to ride this out. They'll get back there.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I sleep trained my kids. Yep. And so generally speaking, they are very good sleepers. Ooh, I used the sleep train oh, word. The <laughs> I did. People are going to come at me now. Sleep is so divisive in parenthood. I it's find it so really divisive. I find it really interesting because I'm kind of like, well each to their own like i genuinely oh, yes. mean that yeah so once upon a time when i first sleep trained rafa i will say that she is was a natural unicorn sleeper already but iggy was not no. so he was a nightmare waking up sev- seven times a night kind of baby and it wasn't hunger anymore it was pure habit and comfort seeking and then i sleep trained him and now he's like My strongest sleeper, excluding the last six days. But I managed to successfully sleep train him. If I didn't train him, I reckon he'd still be all over the joint. For sure. Now, when you do engage in sleep training and it's successful, you feel like you've discovered some sort of secret. Oh, smug as fuck. Yes. Yeah. And then you can't help but want to like tell other people about it. It's the worst. And we've both been that
0: person and it's the worst.
1: But I've since learned that you cannot tell another parent to sleep train who is no just not ready to sleep train. No.
0: And also, it, it look, it does not work on every baby. I know this is controversial in the sleep training world. Like some people are like, no, it just works. You just have to commit to it and be militant or whatever. No,
1: I disagree with you there. No, it didn't work on Isla. No, I know it didn't work on <laughs> Isla, but I, as someone who has did sleep training and it worked with huge successful impact on both of my children, yeah, I still don't think it's for everyone. Oh, right. For every so child. So you're agreeing with me. Yes.
0: Because okay. <laughs> the tone was like you were ready for a fight. I got to it later with Isla, but she was eight months. That's not old. But, she, you know, Isla's eight months is like, you know. Two and a half. Two and a half. It worked brilliantly on Teddy, but I got in there very, very early. Um, But Isla... I tried literally everything and every product, every method, every school of thought nothing worked she just didn't want to sleep and now she's a beautiful sleeper she got there she got there in the end
1: I remember when you were worried you were going to have a 15 year old sleeping in your bed
0: you can't see past the time you're in right you go this is my life now I know we've talked about this before but when you're in the thick of a hard young kid moment so they're not eating or they're biting or they're not sleeping or they're having tantrums or whatever whatever you're in and you know it will pass especially by the second kid and I'm sure by third and fourth you're just like sort your out when you're in it especially with the first one you're like this is my life now i'm saddled with this kid and i'm never going to sleep again because you can't see beyond it because you have no experience
1: That's the joy of having a second or a third born, I imagine. Yeah. Because you're so much more chilled about it. Yeah. Because you know how fleeting time is when you have children. The mums who are happy to pat and rock their kids to sleep or bring them into bed. I'm like, fucking go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you do you. Like, if that's what you feel called to do. Yes. And that you feel like they're not going to need me forever and you're of that philosophy. More power to you. It's only a problem if it's a problem. Exactly. Yeah. But what I do struggle with is when mums preach about. Oh, why sleep shaming bad. Yes. Yeah. And then there's inadvertent mum shaming yeah, by yeah. them talking about when your baby cries in the night, it's because they need you. You don't stop being a parent at night.
0: That's my favourite one. Exactly. It's like, I'd want to. I want to stop being a parent at night. I want to be me at night. Asleep.
1: I remember being really triggered once by a mum in my mother's group sending into the text chat, oh, but I heard sleep training can create abandonment issues. Mm. And just bear in mind, I had just said that I sleep trained Rafa. Oh, I was so arced up. I was like, abandonment issues? Like, are you kidding? My kid could not be more loved. Yeah. She doesn't want of anything. Yeah. I, it just, I don't know. I just found it really offensive that yeah. someone said that to me.
0: I think it's like any parenting issue There are people on either ends of the spectrum who are just so hard lined on their view. It projects something in them, obviously. They're super smug about it and they really need it to be the right way, but there's no right way no there is no right way there's only the right way for you for your kid for your family there's no right way when sleep training worked on teddy i was like i'm a convert everyone needs to do this why wouldn't you it's such a different motherhood experience you know i was like so obsessed with it because especially
1: because with isla it didn't work so when it worked on teddy because you sleep trained him really young like four weeks
0: yeah i remember don't at me four weeks he did not come out sleepy he was only in the birth canal for a real short time i don't know if this is related just i've only had two kids it's not a giant sample but isla was like this long protracted squishy birth where she was in the birth canal for like 20 hours and she she slept for like two weeks after her birth
1: what a false sense of awesomeness she was like
0: so gorgeous and sleepy and like obviously recovering from her birth trauma and then she woke up and did all the things and you know fucked my life up but teddy he was quite fast coming out and i don't know if that's related but he didn't have sleepy first few days he was kind of like here i am i'm up i'm here let's feed let's do shit and i was like whoa 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 what happened to that two weeks of sleep and then they wake up or whatever people say that he just didn't have that he was kind of like up and agitated tired and hungry and all the things that a newborn is but he was up from day one so I was like well this is
1: not gonna fly
0: so four weeks in I called the good mum's mum and I was like help and she
1: came over and we did it and then he was a solid sleeper ever he since. slept through the night from 10 weeks old That's what Rafa did too. Yeah, It's hard because you and I have both gone through the sleep training process that I know that we will have dear listeners who are like, fucking hate sleep training, hate what it's all about.
0: We'll also have people who are like, tell me exactly what you did. I'm kind of hesitant on that as well. I'm so hesitant. We're not
1: professionals. Not professionals. (laughs) I hired a sleep consultant for Iggy. Maybe Um, you should just share who that is. Okay. Her name is Lisa Dinney from Cherish Your Sleep and she honestly (laughs) changed my life. But that doesn't mean to say that it's going to work for you yeah. and your child. Nah. You might you might respond differently as a parent working with her. For me, I ate up every word she said, and I literally did everything that she suggested with militant precision. And you need that when you're a
0: tired-ass mum, right? Because you're like, I can't make a decision. I can't even decide what I want to eat for breakfast. Someone tell me what to do.
1: Yes, but the thing with sleep training, I believe, is that you've got to give it your all. You can't half no, you sleep can't. train.
0: And you have both got to be on board both partners have to be so on board you can't have one person like oh no I don't like this because it's never gonna
1: yeah and again we're not saying that this is the way to do it but if you're gonna invest the dollars like I did in a sleep consultant don't waste your money by half-assing it like I remember arming myself up for like all right we're gonna sleep train tonight and the night after and the night after you know and so on however long it takes And it honestly took us three nights. Yeah,
0: that's what people say. And that was that.
1: But, you know, I've got a girlfriend who also has a podcast. She's got a non-sleeper and she felt really overwhelmed by the avalanche of people sliding into her DMs going, you need to sleep train, you need to sleep train. You need." And she was like, it's just not for me. Yeah. She really struggled with sleep training and it just didn't align for her. And that's fine. Oh my God, of course. Each to their own. Horses for courses. This is the thing with parenting. Read all the things if you feel like you need to and then cherry pick what works best for you. And do you know what? The wonderful thing about how the internet, (laughs) wonderful and negative thing about how the internet is designed is it's got the echo chamber effect. Yes,
0: you can find your echo chamber. Whatever you need to hear, you just go to convenienttheoriesforme.com.
1: And you go, aha, see, it's fact. Exactly. It'll feed all the shit back to you that you put out there that you're searching for just to confirm everything that you want to believe.
0: We just want a huge dose of confirmation bias up in our parenting life. (laughs) I hired a sleep consultant, didn't I? Two grand a night, didn't I? Did it work? No. Was it two grand a night? It was like a sleepover one.
1: Oh, she came to your
0: house. Yep. Remember halfway through day two, she's like, um... I'm sorry, there's nothing I can do for you. Cut to me rocking in the corner of the shower.
1: (laughs) Do you know what's so funny? Is you just said like, do you remember? And I'm like, no. And do you know why I don't? Because you weren't a mum. Because I wasn't a mum. And when you wanted to, I feel like an arsehole saying this. Classic Jimmy. But this is is classic anyone who's not yet in the baby zone. But when Revs first had Isla, babies were so not on the horizon for me at that point. And I remember Revs talking to me about sleep and isla or the lack of sleep and i was like cool 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 cool, <laughs> like cool babe
0: we need to send you to empathy training for all the things that can happen in life that you haven't yet walked so that you could be open to other people's experiences it wasn't
1: that i wasn't <laughs> empathetic it was more that i didn't know how to help and support you yeah and when you said i've hired a sleep consultant i was like cool like great do it like I guess that's what you do when you have a kid that doesn't sleep and then I kind of like went anyway back to my life (laughs) oh love it but it's true isn't it a real transition really does happen when you join the mum club because I've got friends who declared that they didn't want children and Hubs and I were like oh that's a real shame because there should be more of them in the world because they're such excellent people that I was like oh my god if anyone needs to procreate it's you guys because you would make awesome offspring who would change the world. They're those kinds of people. And so they said, yeah, we don't want children. We don't believe in the institution of marriage, all that kind of stuff. And we were like, yeah, fine, no worries. We'll allow it. (laughs) But then Hubs and I went down the kid path and then we went on to have two kids. We were finding that when we were catching up with them, the only things that we could talk about (laughs) – in common was work uh, because they both worked full time and Hubs and I were working. So it was like, well, we'll just talk about uh, work.
0: You don't want to kid-bomb them with all your boring kid life stories.
1: Exactly right. And this is the thing, you know me, I don't like talking about work. Mm-hmm. Like it's my, when it comes to socialising on weekends and stuff and people ask me about how work's going, I'm, I always kind of skim over it because it's like I live and breathe that Monday to Friday. Yep. I don't need to talk about it on weekends. Yeah. You're like an 80s dad who's come home and is like, We don't talk about the war (laughs) point of my story is they ended up having a baby oh i know and it was planned which is even more mind-boggling to me because when they said they were pregnant i was like holy shit my non-kid friends are now with kid this is not mind-boggling to me this is human beings
0: when are we going to work out that none of us know anything about what we want in the future really we don't. We just make decisions and steps where we are at right now. It is so funny how we make commitments and decisions and promises and decide things in the moment when we're 25 30 35 true like you can declare I never want kids I never want to get married and all those things and then life
1: takes its turn you start to be pulled in another direction that's okay you're kind of making me nervous that I am gonna have a whoops third baby I know you're gonna
0: have a whoops third. no baby. shut up I'm really excited about no. her No, I'm really excited about her it's what not, are we gonna call her it's not happening <laughs> I remember getting into this is a random segue <laughs> but I got into a fight with someone once because they were saying like oh Beyonce I can't believe she was once bootylicious and now she's all black power and I was like she was 18 when she was bootylicious and now she's 30 can we
1: not evolve I know can I jump on this train yes okay Billie Eilish <laughs> fucking Billie <laughs> Eilish what? Billie Eilish is your beauty product <laughs>
0: okay <laughs> give me shade for being a beauty product yeah go
1: <laughs> you know I fucking
0: love her I can Welcome to the Billie Eilish Stan account with Gemma Peanut. Well, now,
1: now I feel shamed. Billie Eilish. Nah, she's evolved. I've climbed up. I she's feel blonde. like I can't she's talk about She's blonde
0: now, her. like me. I wonder if she's having the same problems with her maintenance. I doubt it because I think she's got a team.
1: So Billie Eilish. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now I feel like a doofus and a numpty, like I can't go into no, this I topic. I want to hear your theory. No, I feel really judged. Honest. Go! I feel judged. Oh, you have to now. <laughs> don't be bratty. Drop it down. So she used to exist in only baggy clothing and she made this broad statement about how I don't want people to see my body shape under my clothing so that they can't form an opinion on it because everyone on social media judges singers, especially on their looks. Cut to a couple of years later, she's launched this new album. Album, and she launched with a Vogue cover It was incredible Incredible yeah. And she was all the shades of sexy She's like stepped into her female power All of this stuff And then the internet <laughs> slams her Pronounces her hypocrite Because she previously wore only black. And I'm like Guys, she's 18 now. Can we not evolve? Like, she is allowed. Let her be. Like, she's allowed. Like, God, when we... Guys, let Billie Eilish be. (laughs) be. Let her be. Can we pull up another photo of our fashion when we were 16? Oh, my God. Because Lord knows I am grateful AF for our own evolution because that shit was bad. That was so bad. And it you know so what? Bad. Billie Eilish might look back at her swamp monster green hair and be like, what was I thinking? She it's probably will. Fine. It's fine. It's all
0: fine. Can we not evolve? I have no time for people who hold people to it an- Earlier version of themselves.
1: Yeah. I think it's bullshit. We evolve and I, I want to evolve. Yeah. Don't you? The problem is when people don't, when they're steadfast, yeah, when they're stuck in their beliefs yeah. to shape their minds to improve and grow. Just open to their To better mind, themselves. To
0: open their mind. Open their mind, get rid of the judgment, always open to learning. You know, the classic thing is like the boomers who were like, what's with these pronouns we have to drop now? And it's like, guys, get over it. It hurts you now. To change your fucking pronouns. We're evolving. Okay? Get on board or hop off to the fucking RSL 530 chicken schnitty.
1: I agree. I have really low tolerance for that. I had someone who sort of challenged me on the they them pronoun. And I was like, I was like, get over it. Get over it. Like, that's where the future's going. We're here. here. It's the future. We say they, them now. Yeah, we can say they, them, she, her, he, him. Like, it's it's actually not that hard to grasp. And can I just say, as someone who was born bilingual and I'm fluent in Thai, what I love about the Thai language is that they, them's already a thing. Oh, cool. Like, yes, we do have separation and distinction of he and her, but we also use there is a word for they, them, when you're describing one singular person. Yeah, right. It's genderless. Yes. Yeah, cool. it just it's it's exactly what it is, which is they them, yeah. and you're referring to an individual rather than a collective. I mean, yeah. we're so hung up on no they them is plural. It's like yeah, guess what? There's a whole load of words that weren't in the dictionary. Remember when there was a croissant and a donut, and now
0: there's a cronut. Everyone's better for it. Exactly. <laughs> Evolve. Go to therapy.
1: <laughs> Here we go again. Revs. Something I have not told you. Oh
0: my god! Yay! Live on the potty.
1: So Raph, like Teddy, has become a klepto. So you know how she started at two new daycares? Yes. She started coming home with pockets full of stuff from daycare. And it's habitual now. Like it's a couple of weeks in a row.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. That's a gift. Thank you.
1: (laughs) You're not alone, babe. Maybe it's a three-year-old thing. Maybe. But I'm really struggling with how to discipline it or explain it because yeah. it doesn't matter how many times I say, oh, this belongs to daycare. Rafa has such a fair answer, which is,
0: oh, I take it back next time. And well, I'm- you have to march her back and make her give it back and say that she took it.
1: Okay. So you, we you, haven't been doing that. We've you just You've got to shame her.
0: Gotta, oh, God. you got to slap some shame on that shit. Oh,
1: my God. No. you got to. You're
0: anti-shame. I'm anti-shame unless it's like, this, this requires shame. This is shameful. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, theft
1: is probably shameful. Theft <sighs> is pretty shameful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to take her back
1: and you're going to talk her through it. What does she steal? toys marbles and pebbles and that's dangerous to have around Iggy I know choking hazard I yeah. even explained that to her I said you can't bring this stuff back from daycare because this is stuff from the preschool room for yeah. kids age three and up yeah and it's a choking hazard so you need to take her back and say now you've got to tell Miss Jess or whoever
0: it is that you took this and she'll be like no I don't you do it mum,' and she'll like fight you and go, nope and you just stand there and you just make her do it
1: Is that what you did with Teddy? Yeah. And did it work? Yeah, it works, yeah. Because then when he thinks, I might
0: pocket this Batman toy, he's like, oh, but then I'll have to, ugh, consequences. And then it works.
1: All right, I'm going to do that. Yeah. That sounded like advice. Yeah. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Winge FM has become advice FM. Cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) Another curveball Raf has thrown me is... Apart from her night creeping apart from her night creeping and klepto ways, <laughs> is she started insisting on us calling her Ella. Rafaella. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's been three days now that she's woken up and said, I'm Ella. Okay. I don't know how I feel about this <laughs> because I love the name Rafa. Yeah. And I it's funny, I sold the name Rafaella to hubs because as previously mentioned on the potty, he loves all the Ella names. Isabella, Annabella, Belle, Bell, L. you know, all those And I sold Raffaella to him saying, look, we can call her Raffaella and you can call her Ella and I'll call her Rafa. Or at the very least, she'll have options Options yeah. within her name to make her own decision. And now that she's landing on Ella, I don't know how I feel about You're like, it.
0: you like, no, I like Rafa. A little bit <laughs> like that. I did this to sell it. Yeah. But I don't want it to come through.
1: And I don't know where it's come from. It started mm-hmm. at the zoo. Okay. Where out of nowhere, she was like, I'm Ella. Call me Ella. My name's Ella. And I was like. Okay, maybe one of her new daycares, someone called her Ella? Or is there someone there called Ella that she really likes? She does have two Ellas in her life who she loves. One's a 20-month-old and the other is a four-year-old girl. So she hears the name around her. Yeah, it's a
0: beautiful name.
1: Ella It's gorgeous, but it's not my Rafa's name. Yeah, it's
0: not Rafa and Iggy. Ella Ella and and Ignatius. (laughs) teddy we did the same thing we thought oh there's options he can be because he's theodore so he can be theodore he can be theo or he could be teddy but he's just straight up teddy and he gets really cross if anyone tries to call him anything else really but do you
1: when you're cross do you call him theodore yes it's like my
0: angry name but sometimes also i'm like theodore the adorable and he's like i'm not theodore i'm teddy woof yeah What,
1: what about ted
0: well, this was the one version of the name I didn't like because I was like, sounds like Weird Uncle Ted. You know, we've
1: all, we all know a
0: Weird Uncle Ted. So I love Theodore, love Theo, love Teddy. Not too hot on Ted. What do we
1: call him? Ted. Ted. Ted, Ted Bear. Ted. Oi, Ted. But you know what's going to happen? What? He's just going to end up being called Robbo. Yeah, or
0: like Snake Eyes or something. Snake Eyes? I never
1: know. Wait, what? <laughs>
0: Th- that is fucking. Or like, boof balls or something. Like, you just. Aussie boys, they give each other the weirdest, weirdest nicknames. And you would.
1: Oh, my little baby Theodore. And then they're called like. Shooter. T Bone. <laughs> fucking. Back rower. I don't know. Feces.
0: Feces? Yeah, I know a Fiona.
1: We call her feces. You call her feces. Me and a few other people. Her (laughs) nickname's Feces. But
0: my point is, you know, you name them and then you sort of send them out into the world and you don't really get to control what they're called.
1: But it's very Aussie to abbreviate people's names. (laughs) (laughs) I remember moving to Australia and feeling like I was learning a new language. Yes. You know, all the O's, Avo, Sambo, Avo, <laughs> yeah, Ando, Nico.
0: Hey, bro. Hey, bro. <laughs> so true. We do love a nickname. This is very O and very Aussie, but my sister's gang have, there's a kid in their group who's just like so chill. She's a potato with a pulse and they call her Slow Mo.
1: <laughs> Slow Mo. So good. We're 40 something minutes into this episode and we haven't done a, do you know what I don't have time for? Because I think the vibe today is like, I don't have time for life. Just don't have time for anything. Except
0: (laughs) gratitude. All the time in the world for gratitude. (laughs) I believe early on in our podcasting career, 20 something weeks ago, we had a whole thing about fuck gratitude. (laughs) Do Do you you remember? Yes. We were like, is there anything worse when people ask you to be grateful? Welcome to Contradictions FM.
1: Can we not evolve? I was gonna say we are so full of contradictions. We are the queen hypocrites. Hypocrites? Hypocrite? Hypocrite? You know there are those words in life? No, but hypocrite is not one. Hypocrite is just hypocrite. As opposed to Hypocrite. No, that's how I used to read it. Oh. You know how This there's, is a personal joke
0: with yourself <laughs> that you're broadcasting to. Okay. T- tell me yes listeners. or
1: no. The first time you read the word hyperbole. How did you read it? Hyperbole. Exactly.
0: Except I don't think I read it. I think it was probably said to me.
1: Yeah, good one. Like, I'd love to know how many <clears throat> people read Harry Potter books saying ha- Hermione. If they didn't know a Hermione.
0: Exactly. I was one of those people. I knew a Hermione. My best friend in primary school was called Hermione. Oh,
1: so you were on the front foot. I
0: was on the front foot. and knew all about it. Here's one for you. Cache or cache?
1: I always say cache. Yeah, but it's not. It's cachet. (laughs) Do you say niche or niche? Niche.
0: (laughs) Niche is so American.
1: It is. Okay. Root or route? Root.
0: Okay. Love a good
1: root. (laughs) I think it's very British to say route.
0: Is it? Yeah. Or et. My daughter still says et. I love that. Even though we've been back here for a year, she still says
1: et. She's like, mom, can I have a finger bun? Because I et my apple. (laughs) No, I'm British roots. So I'm all for et.
0: Have you got a not sponsored for me?
1: No, do you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Can you start thinking of one? Sure. Um, so
0: mine's a follow. And I know we had a, an account to follow last week, but this is just such a vibe, this account. It's at Velvet Coke.
1: Okay. Random name. It is random. Velvet Coke or Velvet Coat? Coke. Like oh. the Coca-Cola. Okay. Velvet
0: Coke. So it's like a hard 90s nostalgia vibe. 90s, early 2000s. She basically just puts up, like, nostalgic shit and she does... She. I don't know it's a she. They put up very cool things. Today's Stories is all about the style evolution of Victoria Beckham and it's just, like, 20 stories in a row of where her fashion started and where she's ending now. I love it so much. They also put up things up, like, remember Nicole Richie when she was an utter trash bag with Paris Hilton? But I
1: also feel like that's what Celeb Spellcheck's page has become.
0: Yeah, I don't know what's going on in Celeb Spellcheck. It's like a
1: trip down memory lane. It's random.
0: Yeah, well, it's no velvet coke. Okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Head on over to Velvy. I'll put it in the uh, I'll put it on the Instagram. And guys, I'm sorry I didn't put up the last three weeks of not sponsored and you've all been adding me and I'm sorry. I'm putting them up right now.
1: Good. <laughs> I thought of a not sponsored in the meantime. Yay! So I shared this on my Instagram stories last week. Mm -hmm. It's a sensory board for kids. Oh, cool. Yes, it's so cool. Okay, guys, I just feel like I need to get something off my chest. okay. I'm going to be a brat for a second. Go for it. But when I share shit on Instagram, Mm -hmm. for example, the sensory board from Leo's World, I tag it. I try and remember to tag it in every story. I suck at the influencer thing. I always forget to tag shit, but I'm trying to get better at it. And once the story expires, a few days later, I still have people skating to my DM saying, hey, a few days ago you shared like a really cool sensory board thing. Where was it from? Use your highlights, babe. No, for me, it's like, if you see it in the moment on my my stories and you like it, go and follow them. Like you're supporting a small business. Guys, you are a very
0: valued audience to Gemma. She's built her community. She adores you all. But can you just be more efficient with buying the things you see on her Instagram, please?
1: Okay, now I feel like an absolute ass twat. But seriously, (laughs) just this morning, like the 10th person slid into my DMs and she even said, I should have followed them when you posted it, but I didn't... Can you tell me again? But sometimes I do follow things when you put something up and then I don't
0: remember their name, so I've lost it. Okay. What's your your system you'd like to put in place for everyone to be influenced by you?
1: Here's a hack. If you go to your follow page where you click who you're following, not who's following you, who you're following, you can reorder them to recent Ah. and then you can see the last few Instagram pages that you chose to follow Right at the top. I've had to use that tool all the time. I've done many times exactly what you said, Revs, where someone suggested a brand. I've hit follow. Can't remember the name to search for it. So then I lean on that tool. What I struggle with, again, Brat City. Winge FM is back, guys. It's only taken us 40-something minutes. Brat City. Population one. Mayor Gemma of Brat City. Here's the thing. (laughs) No, I'm going to defend my case here. There are some hectically meaningful conversations that I have in DMs. I love fucking more than anything connecting with people. I really enjoy it. But, Sounds like it. But I have to sift through the messages of, hey, I know you already shared this, but <laughs> where's this from? Like, I have to sift through hundreds of those to get to the genuine conversations that can range from anywhere from infertility to... Porridge recipes. <laughs> Now I feel like I'm being mocked. You are. You're straight up being mocked. You should be grateful.
0: Practice some gratitude that you have a best friend who can mock you to your face. Yeah? You get to have a best friend who can mock you to your face. Shut
1: up. Can I go back to Leo's world? Because I do want to do this small business as And it's
0: actually so sick.
1: It is sick. Yeah. It's a beautiful sensory board. I would have called it a busy board. Okay. That's what I knew them as. There's lots of names busy board, sensory board, fine motor skills, development board. But Leo's world calls it sensory board. I have been eyeing off a sensory board for ages. So my sister-in-law is one of those amazing good mums who goes to Bunnings and builds her own. And she built her son her own sensory board. And I looked at her and I was like, fuck, I really like that board, but I really don't want to make one for myself.
0: If you're like 10 minutes into this and you're like, what the fuck is a busy board sensory board? fine motor school development setup it's basically like a board with like light switches and latches and velcro and like little zips, zips and like things that kids love to play with just all on one big board yes yeah.
1: And it really is the gift that keeps on giving yeah. because we've had ours now for for two weeks now and not a day goes by where the kids don't give something a go. Yeah. And what I like about it is that it really grows with the ages. So Iggy is currently 17 months and there's a lot on that board that he gravitates to now and there's a lot of things that he can't yet do. Okay. And same with Rafa. She cool. can do, obviously do more than Iggy, but there's a shoelace tying one that she can't yet do. Cool. And she'll graduate to being able to do that. So it really does span multiple age groups. And that's why I love it.
0: I'm just imagining you saying they're like, light on, (laughs) light off, (laughs) yeah,
1: light on, (laughs) light off. (laughs) He is the most basic of basic bitches. And I love him for it. We love him. So Leo's World, check it out. They have lots of different sizes at different price points. And you're
0: forgetting the most
1: important part. It's in the palette.
0: Yes. It's very aesthetically pleasing. It's
1: beautiful. It won't muck up your interior. It's not a
0: trip to Bunnings.
1: It's definitely not a trip to Bunnings. It's way prettier. I just think they're really beautifully designed. It's a small business that you'd be supporting. So that's my hashtag sponny. Yes. Cue the outro. Shall we? (laughs) One of these days we'll have an outro to our podcast.
0: That's really come together. Yeah. Doesn't it? We've I feel really, like we nailed that. Yeah, nailed it. It's been enoughy. a while. We've been really oh wow. It's been thirty weeks. Since we've nailed the outro. Since we've been doing the podcast. We'd want to get it right by then. Oh. Write us a review. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. <Okay. laughs>
1: Can't just drop that in Sorry. there. there? <laughs> so unthoughtful. <laughs>